Time for rolling. Hey, how's it going, guys? Endless55 here, and welcome back to Time for Rolling Esports. This is episode 029, episode 29. I'm joined here with my co-host, Kruzlov. What's up, guys? What's up, Endless? How's your weekend? It's good. Once it's again, good. we're back at the mic with this is like our first time talking to each other. In three days, two days, yeah. Casually just start talking about Bangalore right away. Right to business. Doesn't mean we weren't paying attention. I mean, I got the tweets and stuff, but I didn't get to watch it live. <laughs> and that was... Yesterday, so I don't really remember much. Don't really remember much? Yeah. Too much fun over there in the Pittsburgh? Yeah. What do they call it? Steel City or something like that? Steelers? Uh, <laughs> they call it the City of Bridges because they have so many bridges. Oh, okay. So I, was, I learned that. Did you cross a lot of bridges? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? A lot of bridges. So there's a lot of like a rivers? There's three rivers that run through the city. Mm. They're like real rivers? Yes. Not like, like creeks? No, like rivers. Okay. Pretty cool. Yeah. It was a good time. But yeah. So how was your weekend? Uh, I got burnt, fried, dude. I see that. A crisp sandbar did me a good number there. Yeah. Four hours listening to live music, waist deep in water and other people's urine. <laughs> Fun time. Anyway. <laughs> so this weekend is the fourth weekend of this split. We'll have challenges coming up. We also have, ooh, a new fun little thing, the Halcyon Elite. They have their first tournament, uh, Summer Invitational, with a lot of great teams, so I'm sure we'll talk about that slightly. Um, maybe we'll do our own episode, I have really no idea, but we'll make make the picks from that bracket, talk about that little tournament, so that'll be fun, little extra going on alongside challengers. But, um, as always, you can follow us on Twitter, at TFR underscore esports. We'll be having a new little project going out this week, I'm super excited to get that to you guys, um, so I'm not going to talk about it until it's announced and drop so i'm super excited for that uh as always crude and i thank you for listening and we hope you enjoy this episode 29. the right targets that is one trade t tigers is still pretty healthy tries to jump in he finds one this is a big turnaround for liberation x they might get the third they might find an ace here on two loss boy top sorry strike it's not oh. enough goes down he might go for donna twips he's gonna get one he's gonna get two lost boy oh. top lost boy top he does it he gets the two versus one turnaround under the turret he lives Alright, so day one of EU. It was pretty exciting. Um, Did not go as we planned, though, at all. Nope, as always. We fail at EU. Well, we'll see if we fail at NA just as hard, but <laughs> EU is pretty here and there complicated. Uh, to be fair, a lot of things happen that is not, oh, it's not fair to us to make these picks. Yep. Can't just switch teams in five different places and us get these picks correct. So let's see. We have, let me let me break this down to you and not confuse you. So the old Supremacy, which used to be the Cyclone team, got dropped by Supremacy. Rising Lotus, the team from Rising Lotus, who had like, I don't know how many points they had, whatever, going this week, got picked up by Supremacy. So Rising Lotus is now Supremacy. So this old Supremacy team that got dropped by Supremacy is now Avalanche. I do not know if that's the old Snow Avalanche, same people as them. I don't think it is. I think it's just... 
a, a small yeah. esports people called Avalanche. So originally this week, upcoming to this week, we had Rising Lotus versus Supremacy, and we picked Rising Lotus, correct? Yes. So we need to decide: Are we giving us our points because we technically? Still got it correct. Rising Lotus's team. I mean, I think we do get the points because we are going off the players that were on the team, regardless of their name. They could be truth. SpongeBob SquarePants. Because technically, it is Rising Lotus in the semifinals, yeah. even though they're called you know Supremacy. Now, did you say SpongeBob SquarePants? Yeah, it was random. Is that the first thing that came to your mind? Yeah, I do that a lot. <laughs> so, I think we're gonna stick with us getting uh you know getting those points for yeah. our fans. I think okay. that makes sense. So the first matchup, I don't know if it was actually the first matchup on stream, but here listed in the bracket was Team Avalanche versus Team Supremacy. Uh, the new Rising Lotus team showed up for the new organization. They got uh, that 2-0 win against Supremacy. Um, so we will be seeing Avalanche down at the very bottom of the Challenger series. They're going to be definitely fighting their way, I assume, against uh, Calamity Reborn and Leon's crew. So, or, oh, wait a minute. It's a new challenger type thing, so they don't get to pick yeah. anymore. Forgot that already. Yeah. So everyone's gonna play everyone. Yeah. Doesn't even matter. Okay. Anyways, um, so next matchup was one that you know me and you debated pretty well. Of you know can go either way. Yeah. Uh, we talked about G two keeping some momentum coming in. Uh, it was a great matchup, great series. Um, while G two still was a little disappointed with their results. Um, you know, Fnatic does win that game two to one. Yeah, I was a little surprised by that. Um, I mean. Like we like we always talk with Europe, it, it's always it's ever changing. You never know. So I guess I'm really not surprised by it. So a little <laughs> not surprised that we're wrong. Because I'm, I'm surprised that we're not surprised that we're surprised. <laughs> Inception there, but yeah. So Fnatic they go ahead and take that series, and they're going to go up against Supremacy in day two, which is the old Rising Lotus. Not to get anyone confused. So for the next matchup, then we had SK going up against Reliable Union. I'm I'm actually happy that Rising Lotus is out because we always get Rising Lotus and Reliable Ryle, Ryle, yeah, Union. Yeah, that will help up. us yeah. a lot. That would be a little nice advantage for us. So yeah, we see SK going up against Reliable Union. Uh, we see that you know SK they go ahead and take two games off Reliable Union. Um, pretty good matchup for SK there. They played well. Um, you know, we talked about Reliable Union. You know, maybe taking a game off of SK just because yeah. Reliable Union's been doing that these these first split. They've been Stealing points here and there, but uh, yeah, unfortunately they did not get the game against SK. Cavalfar played a pretty strong game that series, so uh, but moving on to the semifinals as well. Uh, their matchup, who they're going to play, was also a pretty interesting matchup. That was another one that me and you were going back and forth on with Mouse, depending on if Mouse Sports is going to play like the first couple weeks Mouse or the last week Mouse. So guess what? They played like last week's Mouse. Yep, yeah, um, Mowgli played. Uh, you know, Mowgli and. Uh, Recommenza. There you go. Um, you know those guys played extremely well in that team dynasty. They actually do win this game two zero against Mouse. So maybe Mouse had a just a strong first two weeks together, and now they're struggling. But you know we got dynasty now up at the top for um, you know for those points. So I just I don't even know what to think about Europe anymore. I thought for sure Mouse Sports was gonna win. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's kind of you know back and forth depending on who's gonna win and whatnot so i mean yeah that was uh day one of those matchups so uh you know once day two once we get into day two we'll discuss the challengers and which three teams will be at the bottom i'm pretty sure the challengers are set off of this day one considering the top teams uh supremacy had seven already or a certain amount maybe five and they got two more so uh g2 is going to be the challengers because they lost yep that's pretty crazy 
So uh, we'll come back to that once we get into day two of EU, discuss the challenge teams and which teams are going to be fighting to stay in the VGA. But until then, let's transition over to NA and talk about this first day one. Um, I struggled once again. Um, I think I was two for two here in my picks. Um, first matchup that we have here on the bracket-wise is Nova versus Echo, which I discussed Nova having the chance of maybe not having a strong week of practice and maybe you know just having an off game. Uh, that was going to be a close game. I just, you know, and it ends up being a super close game. We see, uh, you know, Nova and Echo Fox, Echo Fox beating them two to one. There's just a lot of strange comps coming out of these teams and these matchups pretty much all throughout uh, day one of NA. I was really excited to see some new heroes on the fold. So we'll talk about a few of these drafts for the Echo Fox and Nova matchups. We'll start with the first one. Yeah. So for the first matchup, we got Echo Fox on side A, Nova on side B. Uh, right away, we see Echo Fox. They go ahead and take away Lyra. Kind of surprised by that pick. Um, you know, normally you're seeing that that Grumtraw, that Grace, that Baron getting banned right away. So they went with something a little bit different. Not that it's way out there, but Nova. They go ahead and ban away that Grace, and then that allows Echo Fox to pick up Baron. So they get the heavy hitter Baron. Uh, Nova picks up Catherine, and then Echo Fox bans away Vox. Nova pick or Nova bans away Lance. And then Echo Fox, they finish out with uh, picking up Finn and Scarf. And then Nova, they actually finish out picking up an Idris and a Cruel. So I was kind of interested with that Cruel. That was an interesting pick. Yeah, this was, uh, I don't know why the brackets are set up so different than when they're actually played. But this was like one of the last matchups played. So um, this this Idris or Idris and Cruel comp, comp we actually saw earlier in the day. Um, but you know, this is a crystal Idris. I was really surprised. We saw this multiple times throughout day one. Uh, this cruel was uh, also a pretty interesting um, build. You know, coming out of that, Lone Delphi was on a cruel. I was interested to see how he was going to do. But really, the surprising thing for me was just you know Irwin in the jungle with a scarf. He's uh, out of the lane. Super shots in the lane now, and uh, I think he he looked really strong on the scarf. It was something he, it played well into the cruel. Um, I know that Finn is a very good. Uh, bonus for that scarf definitely if you know Kroll dives in you also have truth even though truth was the crystal build path he kind of does stay back throughout the chakram and try to get down that damage which is you know it's just a crazy burst damage when you see that play correctly it's insane how much damage you can do but you know Erwin nine and nine and three in the jungle there on that crystal scarf uh eva harvest frost burn um broken myth and an extra piercing Shard, so, you know, really strong performance out of Echo in this first game. Uh, early on, Nova looked really strong. Lone was doing a really great job of ganking up in the lane, and Supershot had some issues, but once Supershot got ramped up, and he had a lot of help from Erwin's poke damage was insane. But yeah, that was pretty much game one. Uh, Echo takes it. I was pretty surprised by their dominant performance. Uh, game two, uh, we see similar drafts coming out of Echo. They picked up Scarf again, which I thought was a smart idea considering Erwin uh, did a great job of dominating, but Nova did an even better job of countering that. They picked up that Baptiste, which we've seen uh, be crazy strong on Starboy. Uh, you know, you get the Kestrel and you get the Samuel, which is their two most successful heroes for uh, Truth and Lone Delphi. So I was excited to see them back on those heroes, see how this game would go with Echo maybe on... Uh, trying to stick with a normal comp they would use but i really like that arden pickup too though we don't get to see that arden as much i mean Arden did a great job of you know peeling for a super shop there in the lane you know um erwin was you know staying back throwing out spitfires and staying in his comfort zone back there but you know really when you have a, a truth who gets his little tension bow and 
that tyrants on that that Kestrel, he really just blows people up. And you know, Irwin couldn't sit back comfortably like he did last game. Samuel poking down um, both Super Shot and Irwin was a pretty it was a pretty good game for Nova. They played a lot more into their how they should play and how they played the last week against Game Stars yeah, and stuff. Say. And it, that was, you know, game two Nova was definitely the Nova that I was looking to see, and that's the reason why I had picked them to win. But then, you know, we get into game three here of Equifox versus Nova, and, uh, you know, the drafts were, once again, a little different. They tried to pull things out that maybe they weren't expecting. Nova has a Taka on their team. I was excited to see how Lone would do with that Taka. Uh, you know, Grace got picked up for Nova. And then Echo, they went with a Glaive, which I was excited about seeing maybe a an actual weapon power glaive coming out of, um, you know, or when in the jungle, you know, he's in the jungle now compared yeah. to when he was in lane. So we'll see if that sticks though. I mean, that could switch back just as much, you know, no, Irwin was on Samuel, my bad. And then super shot was in the lane with they the did, glaive. Oh yeah. They did switch with that one. That's right. So, I mean, this game was uh, pretty close back and forth. You see, uh, Slida, you know, Every single item he had was there to help his team besides his fortified health. Um, we see Starboy, once again, he also is doing this whole new, uh, you build an Echo when you get to Grace. He didn't get to his Echo in this game, but we've been seeing a lot of Echoes on Grace. That way you can use your... Double heal. Yep, you get a double heal out of that. Plus your fountain. Man, yep. no one's dying. Everyone's staying alive. It's hard to get that heal off perfect time, though, because if you get some burst like you do on Super Shot there, you can really burst someone down. And I was, you know, surprisingly, you had that Taka against that Irwin, and you would think that Lone, being, uh, you know, Samuel Main would do a better job of, you know, trying to stop him from dominating. But, you know, he did a great job of just kiting away from that Taka and allowing Super Shot to do, like, pretty much all the damage. He pretty much dominated that game, went 8-2, and, two, and you know, uh, cracking at the last, you know, 27-minute game we see here. When you get that late, you get a Kraken, get an ace kind of push, and you're pretty much winning the game. So that's kind of what happened for Echo at the end of that. Death timers are just too long. You know, and Echo is a great time for them to get a win, especially since uh, they're in a bracket where Gangstars, Cloud9, and TSM are not. So they get to maybe have an even better chance of making it onto the semifinals and possibly somehow crawling out of the hole to, of challengers. So that would be huge for Echo this week. Uh, so that was the first matchup on the you know the tournament bracket for this week. Uh, on the bracket, the next matchup was an off-screen matchup, which was Hammers and Tempo. I called this one right. I just want to say uh, you picked Hammers. I picked Tempo Storm. Yeah, I had uh, it was another matchup that I kind of went back and forth on just because I knew how uh, you know if Hammers aren't playing perfectly and Tempo kind of starting to get their stuff together. I was like, Tempo has a good chance of winning this. They're a good team. They've just been struggling these first Yeah, couple they weeks. have been struggling. But, um, you know, this first matchup, main thing I really wanted to talk about was, uh, you know, Hyde. Uh, he did pick up his pedal, which we've seen him dominate so much in the past. And really that was what uh, kind of helped propel them over to the, the winning side here. You know, Gatsby, that was the thing that I did want to mention. We do see Selena not playing this game. The sub Gatsby from, um, you know, an, uh, what team was he on? Energy. Yep, from Energy. Uh, he is over here now as a sub, but he did an excellent job as a laner. He went with the the Kestrel up in the lane. He went 8-4. and four. Uh, We do see Archaic on the uh, Baptiste. I was excited to see that. He unfortunately did not play as well as I thought he was going to. And really, you see uh, starting all over, really struggling as well on that Glaive. He definitely went a different Glaive build. You see a lot of times a Poison Shiv coming out of Glaive. 
especially when you have uh, you know Lost Boy with that that Grace. There's a lot of healing coming out of Grace. Even Petal with his her uh, spontaneous combustion. There's a lot of heals. So maybe having a poison shit would have been helpful. Looking at that Gatsby build though too. I mean that's normally it's like a that's your um, Baron build that you normally see. I mean you can see that or a double tyrant out of that Baron, but normally with Kestrel. He had four offensive items, so, I mean, he was yeah, he doing was, some serious damage. Yeah, and that's the problem, though. There was a couple times that Gatsby just got a little too close to afterburns from starting, and literally starting could just punt him, and the burst damage was insane. There's yeah. times that starting thought one punt and a swing would kill him, Gatsby, but he would survive with barely any health. You know, you have that, you know, that heal coming out of Lost Boy can do so much healing and just keep Gatsby around for the fights. And that was a big thing was just Archaic not being able to do the damage he needed and not being able to support starting enough in this first game. So Temple does take this game one. Uh, going into game two, I was hoping to see uh, Hammer's draft a little better. It's not like their draft was even bad last game. It's just they maybe didn't um, execute like they should have. But, you know, the second matchup we see um, it's uh temple storm they do pick up the lyra um then they have gaspy again on the lane they're gonna do that idris which uh you know you see idris a lot of times nowadays countering uh, a baron pretty successfully and then the surprise pick was hide again on an ozo in the jungle crystal ozo, ozo. ozo. so how the draft basically happened ozo was a last pick uh kind of our second pick possibly and then, you know, Hammers had the last pick to counter that, and luckily they did pick up the, the, the Lance, which I thought that was their only hope to win this game. I was actually surprised that he still, that Hyde still went 7-3, and three, even with a Lance on the enemy team. Uh, you know, Lance can just get the wall Ozo over and over. He doesn't have a chance to get those three bounces in. Starting once, you know, 4-7 and seven on this Baron, just really struggled, couldn't get damage off, couldn't stay safe. Uh, you really would just have... Uh, Gatsby kind of just using his alt, getting inside of someone, and just perfect timing and not allowing starting to melt him or absolutely delete him. So he was just getting the in and out, is what you're saying. Yeah, he was, you know, fortified health. He had <laughs> fortified health. He would just, you know, absorb that first couple burst damage from starting, and then he would just get his chakram and auto text down, and starting really couldn't go anywhere. And you definitely, when you have uh, the the bangerang, the boomerang, yeah, bangerang, bangerang, bangerang coming out of Ozo to get on top starting even more so that slumbering husk i like that pickup i mean that taking that tension bow away from uh starting all over with that damage that burst damage helps really you know i think that was a smart pick yeah that's why we see a lot of the captains pick that up as well even as a captain you see fortified health coming out just because of when you're critting 500 yeah, late game exactly. you need that fortified health to kind of try and absorb a lot of people mention that it's still not that effective it needs maybe like a maybe it needs a buff i'm not even sure but they say even with fortified health a baron can still absolutely rip through and tear through your armor so uh hammer struggled you know we had one round we had one weekend for them that they played extremely well together and they look like a strong team once again but uh this week tempo just played in their elements and played played their game to win and um i was surprised to see starting struggle as much as he did compared to you know what he has done in the past it could just be his uh the synergy he has with the other guys, and maybe they just need to continue practicing and working on uh, that synergy and just in general. But going on to our next matchup of the day, we can go back to, um, I believe it would be Gangstars versus TSM. 
Um, you know, going into this one, this is when we discussed TSM or Gangstars is gonna have to, you know, yeah. prove themselves, prove a themselves, bit. play a good, solid match against TSM, especially when you're having a TSM squad that's playing, you know, pretty out of their mind right now. The so. best that they've played in a couple of weeks, I mean, even before this. I mean, going back to the the spring championships. I mean, they were on their game, but they ran into C9, and now they're taking out C9 week after week. That's what we've seen. So they are definitely on top of their game. Yeah, so going into this, the one thing that I want to talk about was the head-to-head of the junglers, Vonsi and uh, Xenotech. You know, Vonsi is averaging better on pretty much everything than Xeno. His KDA is a little higher. His CS per minute is higher, and his kill participation is higher. So Vonsi is definitely the better jungler when it comes to stats. Uh, most heroes played coming out of Vonsi, Baptiste, Kashka, and uh, Kestrel. Uh, for uh, Zeno, it is Blackfeather, Samuel, and then that Kashka. So Kashka are definitely two heroes those both players have in common. They both are pretty dominant on that hero together. But um, I was excited to see this matchup and see who could dominate the other one. I don't think that uh, Von C was going to allow Zeno to dominate. And that's kind of how it went. This first draft up, he will go into this draft. Uh, Gangstar's on side A and TSM on side B. Uh, right away, Gangstar's ban away that uh, that Baptiste, which is definitely targeting uh, Von C. Uh, then TSM goes ahead and bans away that Grumpjaw. Someone who kind of didn't get touched throughout these first matches, Grumpjaw was not picked as much as what he used to be. So that allows Gangstar to pick up Grace. She's starting um, to become stronger and stronger. And then uh, TSM, oh, wow, they get their uh, their main person they always try to get, and that is Aaron. Yep, that Baron for uh, best Chuck NA. Baron absolutely, or best Chuck's been absolutely wonderful in Baron. Gangstars go ahead and ban that Kashka, try to keep Kashka away from Von C. I think TSM would have banned Kashka to keep Kashka away from <laughs> Zeno. Yeah. And then that Idris, which I was surprised, you know, I guess TSM set that up perfectly. They could ban the Idris, so they couldn't pick Idris up in order to counter that Baron. Uh, last pick is for Gangstars. Uh, picked up an Adagio, which I was really interested to see. I know uh, a couple people were talking about how on the desk and on Twitter how this was a weird draft for Gangstars because you already have your he- healer from Grace. So is Adagio your best bet here? You're definitely throwing Adagio now into the lane. And then they finished up by picking up Glaive, Gangstars do. So that means Zeno is going to be on a carry, which I was excited to see. They weren't going to force Zeno into a you know cooldown hero. Crap they were control. allowing him to... Um, you know, have that damage. So I was like, well, this is, you know, they are setting that up at least. Last pick is for TSM was Elyra, which Elyra is still just a strong, maybe still even out edges Grace right now. Her heal is a, a team heal, even though it maybe not as strong. And the last pick up, this is what we're starting to get in some weird things that trends in NA for the last, the rest of the day since this was one of the first matchups was this crawl pick coming out of uh, Von C. Yeah, we haven't seen him play that crawl very often. A long so, time. Yeah. He used to play really dominant, which, you know, talking about it on the desk and in the game, uh, the cruel does or crawl, he does a great job of countering that uh, Glaive and Adagio, so he does a good job of, you know, keeping stacks up. The weakness stacks is definitely something Glaive can't fight through, you know, his healing that Glaive naturally has through his perk. Those uh, weakness stacks from uh, from cruel are insane, especially with what Von C ended up deciding to do here. Uh, we do see just a double weapon b- build coming out of TSM. So instead of, you know, making a cooldown, uh, you know, aftershock tension bow, you know, maybe a storm craft, storm guard from, you know, TSM, we don't see that. We actually see double weapon. And you know, Von C. There was times that he would just, you know, gank Iraqi in the lane, and he would absolutely just, 
you know, wipe him out almost immediately. And I was really surprised to see that, especially when you have a glaive on the enemy team that can, uh, you know, maybe just knock you back and, you know, keep your players safe. So, yeah, so, I mean, right away to start the game, we did see uh, Gangstars and TSM both enter into weird rotations. And, you know, Zeno had the opportunity to pick up some early kills along with Vayne. So TSM had some weird rotations. Von C got super aggressive, but... You know, it really didn't matter. That didn't really help snowball the game at all, along with Zeno even being on his carry. Uh, Von C was just really hard to deal with. His build was, you know, specifically set up to help Best Chuck. He had a Bone Saw and a Poison Shiv, allowing, uh, you know, Best Chuck just to go straight with those damage items. And, you know, it was the TSM we've seen. Nothing really changed. The, this Gangstars team didn't look any different than and NRG, Echo, or maybe those other teams that are around the challenge challenge battles. So, you know, TSM still just as dominant as we've seen them ever before. Throwing some shade at Gangstars. Well, you know, it, it, you didn't play really into their elements to possibly give them a chance to get a victory. I think they may have definitely lost this from the draft phase. Uh, it's hard to beat Flash and the, the draft lucky thing. bread behind them if he's still involved and who knows who drafts every day for them. But... That was game one, TSM Gangstars. Going to game two, I think Gangstars definitely drafted more into their liking and something that can give some win conditions for them. Uh, we see if you want to break down the draft real quick for them. Yeah, so TSM was on side A, uh, Gangstars on side B. Where do we see Vox band away from TSM, then Gangstars counter that with the Baron. They didn't want best Chuck on that Baron. Smart choice. Uh, TSM, they go ahead and pick up the Lyra, and then that allows Gangstars to pick up Grace. So we got both the healers there. Um... Kashka was banned by TSM, and then Baptiste was banned by Gangstars. Last two pickups were going to be Idris and Glaive for TSM, and then the last two pickups for Gangstars is, like you said, more comfortable heroes. It is the Kestrel and the Blackfeather. Yeah, and you know this is like like I said, we did these out of order from when they were streamed, but this also set up some more confusion for me later on to NA was you know Best Chuck does go a Crystal Idris, so. Idris, whatever, I can't ever make up my Idris. mind which one it is, Idris, which, you know, allows, allows Von C to be on a weapon power glaive, which is another hero we haven't seen Von C on that much, two weapon junglers coming yeah. out from Von C, I was like, wait a minute, we got weapon junglers again happening this often, so I was excited to see how that crystal Idris was going to play into this, and I mean, Best Chuck absolutely proved that this crystal is maybe just as powerful. While he did go two and one, uh, we do see Von C go seven and one in this game. But he going had four assists, I mean that's almost as many as Flash. So. I mean, when you have your shotgun like that, where you can throw it out, if yeah. you happen to clip Iraqi, who has no Aegis, Aegis, and then Zeno as well has just Light Shield, uh, this game did end early in seventeen minutes. So the farming ability was impossible for Zeno, unfortunately. Von C was allowed to just do rotation after rotation into his jungle. Zeno on a Crystal Blackfeather, who we've seen him have major success with, success with uh, you know, just struggled a lot, and he just couldn't get what he wanted. So This game ended so early that Vayne's only had two Tier 3 items. Yeah, uh, he was, you know, working into maybe an Echo to help with that healing, but... Yeah. You know, it was a struggle. You get that Von C build coming out of that, you know, how much crit the Glaive does, and you get, uh, you know, the burst damage from Best Chuck. It was really... You know, really great execution. It's good to see maybe some new comps coming out of some teams, especially this week four. We know some teams are trying new things. They're uh, comfortable where their position is on the field. So, yep, TSM takes these games from Gangstars. Um, 
nothing else really discussed there. Gangstars may will definitely still be probably in the top five. We'll see how the you know, the other day ends up. Day but. two finishes out. The last matchup, real quick, we're going to discuss super fast so we can get into maybe this Halcyon Elite Invitational that we have coming up here. Is Cloud9 versus NRG. There really was not, uh, there wasn't much to talk about considering Cloud9 does take this 2 to 0, but the thing I was surprised with was NRG and their ability to, you know, put up a good fight against Cloud9. This first game, they did have a sh little bit of a weirder draft. They do see, um, we see another Crystal uh, Idris, Idris coming out. Uh, and NA's shaking up the drafts a little bit, I feel like. They're, they're kind of shifting the meta again. Yeah, they're you know starting to do different things. We got another crawl again. Another is, pedal again. Yep, and then another pedal, which that pedal from I Love Joseph was, uh, you know, did a really strong job of keeping, you know, you, when you're cruel, you want to get on top of pedal, she can just bounce away, her minions can keep doing damage. So, you know, that was pretty pretty crazy. You know, Gabe Vizzle late on in the game does pick up a Shatter Glass just to make his root a little longer, and it makes his Githian Wall stun a little longer. That Crystal Power does a help scale with that. So, I mean, I think at that point, Gabe had three support items, and that's all he really needed before the game ended at minute 17. But, you know, like I said, it was 13-4. Early on, NRG picked up two kills. NRG was fighting where they needed to fight. I guess when you get a Kroll that has tension bow early, you are going to get burst down pretty fast, and that's just kind of what happened to old school. He just kind of got caught by uh, Lightning T. So uh, while NRG did lose this game, they played pretty well. I think just the, the Fortress wasn't the best pick for them. You don't really need help engaging the Kroll, even with uh, an uh, Idris. So, I mean, they do a good job of engaging on themselves. So maybe someone like... Uh, an Arden would have been better here, just that, you know, more better, like a protector while instead of like an aggressive support. So mm -hmm. they try to go super aggressive, and then you got Gabe Bizzle on a Lance who can just knock everyone away. So And he doesn't miss Impales or Githian Walls, so rarely. GG. The next game, Energy, once again, they did a very decent job of uh, putting up good fights. Um, they picked up that Grace, they got a Black Feather in their jungle there for Lightning T, or in the lane, excuse me, for. Juan, and then the Lightning T was in the jungle with the Samuel. Uh, for the Cloud9 side, you get Lyra back up. You do get another Idris, and then which that is a weapon power, finally. Yeah. And then we see a Sky, which was interesting to see. I love Joseph on that Sky playing uh, a hero who we don't see as often throughout the throughout NA. They should have switched it up. Sky should have been weapon power. Idris should have been crystal power just to throw off the meta even more. Yeah, might as well keep playing different things. <laughs> But, uh, you know, Juan up in there in the lane, he did a pretty good job. Um, four and five, he, you know, tried to play into his elements. The problem was mostly Lightning T just couldn't uh, couldn't stay safe throughout the most of the fight. Unfortunately, you had um, some crazy portals coming out of Gabe. I love Joseph did just a really good job of throwing out his um, forward barrage and just... Uh, Slowing down slash chunking down? Yeah, just absolutely chunking down. Lightning T, Lightning T couldn't get his... Drifting dark in the right area to keep him safe. So uh, I was still, like I said, impressed with NRG and how they did against Cloud9. Like, we you know, we did see TSM just dominate a top three team, Gangstars, yeah. right now. And then we do see NRG doing a decent job of putting up a fight against a Cloud9. So I was pretty happy to see that. But we did get that pick right, Cloud9. Nothing surprising there. They do move on into day two. So uh, transitioning into day two, um, let's start with Europe real quick. Uh, first matchup for Europe is uh, Supremacy versus Fnatic. And then 
Second matchup is SK vs. Dynasty. First matchup, Fnatic vs. Uh, Supremacy. Mm, obviously, it's not the Supremacy we're used to. It is Rising Lotus, a stronger team, but uh, Fnatic looked really good and uh, took that game from Supremacy. Yeah, they definitely looked really strong this week. Uh, Palmatoro, Tenno JJ, and... Uh, oh, man, I'm blanking on the last one. Hold net, me here. Net, net to what? Net, Tetno, and Palmatoro. Yes, all three of those guys. Those guys. <laughs> uh, they, they're playing really strong again. It just... They they vary so much from week to week. I feel like you know, and yeah. I, I'm sure that's it, it's every team except for TSM. But anyway, true, true. It just varies in Europe. I don't, Next matchup, SK and Dynasty. Mowgli is another you know another team that's been struggling here and there. Um, you know, sometimes they pull out, sometimes they don't. You know, this is Mowgli's first time back in uh, you know serious competitive since he took last season off as a coach for the Team Secret. So. Uh, SK does take the win from Dynasty here. So we do have our finals of Fnatic versus SK. Um, I was excited to see this matchup. The exact opposite of what I picked. I think I picked this final two weeks ago. And then that was actually the G2 versus Mouse. And then this week I picked G2 versus Mouse. And now it's <laughs> Fnatic versus SK. So it's just stupid. It goes back and forth every time. But Fnatic... They do win that one. Yeah, they they uh, win week four and finish out the first split pretty strong. Uh, excited to see what they're going to bring into the next split here. Yeah, and then the third place match was Dynasty um, versus Supremacy. Dynasty does lose one game and then takes up the next two. So they do win the third place. So here's the final standings for Europe. Of course, it is uh, neck and neck as always. We have Fnatic with 19. Mouse Sports with 19. What do you know? SK Gaming with 19. Then you have Dynasty with 13, Supremacy with 11, G2 Esports, and the Challengers with 8, Reliable Union with 3, and Avalanche with 0. So our spring uh, champion here, G2, is in the challenge battles. Yeah. Uh, taking the risk of maybe getting knocked out. That's pretty crazy to see that. Um, so, yeah, that was the EU transitioning into NA here. Um, you know, we did see a first semifinal, not the normal semifinals we used to. Seeing two teams here that are uh, kind of new to this semifinal scene. We have Echo Fox versus Tempo Storm. Um, some pretty good matchups. You know, the first first round of uh, our first game here. We did see an Ozo pick come out yep. uh, from Tempo Storm. I was pretty excited to see that. We also saw Jewel, so that was kind of interesting too. I mean, we've, we've kind of seen this Jewel, and we see later too that it keeps keeps creeping in a little bit she keeps creeping yeah the whole na meta shift has actually happened here and you know you get different heroes that are being played uh today actually we'll get to it later on probably but today was the last and final day for not all heroes being played in vainglory finally the last hero was played uh if you can imagine that is saw so saw was finally played but anyways in this game temple storm versus echo fox um you know, I was thinking going into this that Echo Fox was gonna, you know, look be strong enough to win the game. Um, Temple Storm, on the other hand, played pretty well. This Ozo pick was surprisingly really strong. Uh, while you would think with Jewel being able to jump away and get away from Ozo, Ozo was, you know, very easily allowed just to acro bounce around and, you know, land on Erwin uh, in the jungle there on that Samuel. So Erwin strung, struggled pretty hard on the Samuel compared to what he had done in the past. Uh, you know, seeing the carry from Super Shot there on the Jewel. 
Uh, you know, he just kind of got put in a rough spot there. Temple Storm, uh, Grace. Of course, you see the um, the captain on that side, which is who is it? Oh, Lost Boy Toth. Duh. Lost Boy Toth. You know, Grace has been running this Echo, so it's pretty crazy to see the divine intervention being popped twice in a fight. But I just think it's crazy. Uh, like. The early game aggression coming out of tempo was so intense, and like they were pushing, 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 and it kept biting them in the butt. I mean, Echo kept getting kills off of it, and I, I honestly thought Echo was going to snowball and run away with this game. But um, you know, tempo, especially coming out of Hyde, Hyde had a lot of aggression, but tempo ended up turning it around. I mean, Echo got a turret at thirteen thirty, but then from there on out, it was pretty much tempo the rest of the time, getting the crack in, charging in the base. So I was really surprised to see how this game went. It was kind of a throw on Echo's part a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they I really didn't I take mean, advantage of that early game. Yeah. You know, the early game aggression and advantage they had. So Echo, yeah, they kind of just got some kills, didn't really do much, and allowed Tempo to get ramped up and start doing the damage they needed to win this game one. So um, going into game two, Tempo Storm, Echo Fox, we're not going to go through all the drafts for these. We're going to save most of our conversation for Cloud9 and TSM. But um, the major things here for Tempo Storm was we do see. Uh, Hide on a, or we do see Gatsby on the the Kestrel, and then we see Hide on the the Samuel uh, coming from Tempo Storm. Uh, for the Echo Fox side, we see a Lance being picked first, which I was kind of surprised. Uh, you know, we do not see a Grace being picked up for them. And then we see a Glaive, so that is uh, going to be a Carry Glaive on Super Shot, and then we see a Celeste being picked up. So. I was super excited to see Aaron on that Celeste. Yeah, I mean, I remember Sweejay talking kind of on the desk, talking about this when this Glaive got picked up, he was pretty sure that Kestrel wouldn't be picked up with the CC coming out from that Lance in the, the, the Glaive combo, and they ended up doing it anyway. So I was I was like, oh. You know, and the, the analysts were talking about that hide, that hide uh, Kestrel that's always really dominant, but it wasn't hide on the Kestrel. It was Gatsby, but, you know, he played just as well, that weapon power up in the lane. I was pretty surprised how dominant he was. Honestly, Erwin on that Celeste, uh, he did a honestly it was a huge fight between the two mages in the jungle. That's basically what each team yeah. fight came down to, is whoever had their broken mistakes up to nine, the other team kind of would be wary and back away. You know, this fight was, um, I mean, how long did this match go? Do we remember? Did we write down how long this thir fight went? Thir well, I marked it down by the thirty-one minute mark. It may have went a little longer than that, like thirty-two by the time the Kraken actually blew up the crystal. But. So there was times where they would just be sitting at Kraken pit if the Kraken was up, and the Samuel and Celeste would just be throwing out auto or their their abilities to stack their BM over yeah. and over just to try to get you know ramped up and then engage. But then there's times that they just nothing happens. They would just back away, wait for Kraken, and uh. You know, Erwin Erwin made some pretty big plays, and definitely with his Solar Storm. You know, yeah. if he had that big stacks. Eva Harvest getting ready to die, throws out Ultimate. He gets all of his health back and can turn a fight round. But honestly, uh, Gatsby on that that Kestrel that last second, you know, pretty crazy play he made. I think it was the the turning point with that was kind of what um, I can't remember what caster it was, but they had talked about that he sold his Tornado Trigger and bought another Tyrant's Monocle on that for Gatsby on that Kestrel which because he was trying you know he wanted those glimmer shots to do a lot more damage and try to delete out that Celeste trying to reach that and from a, from a longer range and not getting in in close I think he did he end up selling that and then oh and then he went a bone, bone saw. saw yeah 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 yeah. so that's how long the game was he had a tornado trigger sold it took out the tyrants and then he ended up selling that for bone saw to try to get more armor shred so that was pretty crazy but the changing factor was echo fox had an opportunity to take a kraken <laughs> they were going to take the kraken to try to push 
and then Gatsby got the lucky shot and got one shot, one Kraken, sniped away, and, uh, you know, Tempest Storm rushed with the Kraken and took advantage of that, got a kill or two, I think, and then just pushed to win it. So yeah. That was a long match. A lot of... Lot, yeah, that was a good match. A lot watch. of undecisive plays, you know, a lot of back and forth. Uh, different teams making the team fights happen for them. So that was such a big fight for Echo. They didn't. They didn't want to keep it initiating and, and losing. You know, it was like they were just trying to draw it out. Yeah. So I mean, that was a great matchup. Honestly, not two teams we normally see play in the semifinals, but it was pretty exciting to see teams go back and forth like that. So uh, moving on to the next matchup, of course, it is the ever famous Cloud Nine versus TSM. It's kind of excited about this. So let's go ahead and break down draft one, shall we? Uh, draft one on Cloud Nine side A. We have them banning away Baron right away. Obviously, Best Chuck has been known for playing a strong Baron. So TSM does decide to ban away the other main laner, which is Vox. Um, coming over to Cloud Nine, they do pick up that Idris right away, which is surprising considering that it's kind of a counter for Baron, and they already did ban, uh, ban him away, which allows TSM to pick up that Grace, and then they automatically ban away that Lyra. So uh, kind of forces the heals away from them. Uh, so Cloud9, they go ahead and pick up the, or they ban Kashka, and then they go ahead and pick up Kestrel, and then we see TSM pick up a Glaive, which I was kind of wondering where that was going to go, you know, still not sipping on that third pick. Then we see Cloud9 pick up a Catherine, which Gabe Vizzle's been playing a lot of Catherine lately. Uh, he's been doing a pretty decent job of it. That silence is being uh, pretty pretty clutch in some of these team fights, especially if you can force a Crucible on another ability. And then the last pick for TSM was Adagio, which I was really surprised with. Adagio in the lane as a carry, uh, you know, Glaive as the weapon power coming out of Vonsi in the jungle. So I was pretty excited to see this fight or this this match all together, especially with I Love Joseph on that Crystal that Crystal Kestrel. You think this uh, this draft was crazy? Stick around for game number two and three. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we're still seeing even these top these top captains. Flash X does do the echo on the. Grace, um, you know, you got Von C seven three using that Shiver Steel or Poison Shifts, excuse me. Uh, Shiver Steel hasn't been seen since one point two, but uh, <laughs> that Poison Shift has been uh, was really good to you know negate the healing. Uh, you know, Gabe Vizzle had the the Gauntlet, Null Wave Gauntlet. You yep. know, he was using the Item Silence, but you know, if you can, you if you see Flash X build here, he's got Crucible and a Reflex. So that Reflex was specifically for blocking that uh, Null Wave from Gabe Vizzle. So Gabe Vizzle made some crazy plays for his team. Unfortunately, the main thing here is I love Justin going 0-6. Yeah. You know, he couldn't a rough stay game. away from Von C. Von C could just afterburn. And there is one time that this is just, this is just how crazy Von C is. Von C was, uh, happened to be sitting in, okay, so picture the map with me here. Yeah. We got the tri-bush on each side. We're yeah. on, where you are on Cloud9's tri-bush. TSM is in Cloud9's tri-bush. They're kind of camping there. And there's a bush right below that to the left. Yep. You know, heading towards the crystal century. Von C is camping in there secretly and they don't know he's there. Well, here comes Isle of Joseph, like, he's invisible coming over there to go camp in that bush as well. And Von C, either, I don't think there was a flare, and I know there wasn't a scout trap. Von C randomly alts and reveals I love Joseph. It's like yeah. he just like, hmm, Kestrel's not around here. I wonder if he's sitting he's on trying, top of He's me. trying to get a trap set on yeah, in, that, so in that bush. He were, happens to do it perfectly, and that really just, you know, I just got melted down immediately. And then, you know, Gabe has to pop out right away. You know, in old school, he went 7-8. and eight. He could only do so much without I love Joseph helping out. Yeah, it was a rough game for C9, um, TSM. They were just playing to their their best i mean they, they showed out and i mean tsm got the crack in there at the 17 minute mark um c9 they tried to make a little bit of a comeback it seemed like uh trying to you know turtle it a little bit 
But uh, pretty much TSM got the ace at, 20, at the 25 minute mark, and the game was over. So, yeah, I mean, I love Joseph. While he did go to 0-6, he did set up a lot of plays for old school. Uh, he did have seven assists, so he was definitely in on some of those team fights. His traps were what he was trying to set up. I think he just tried to set those up a little too, a little too much. Didn't get his enough glimmer shots off. Uh, I like I said, Von C was just had uh, the nose out for him. He kept finding him no matter where he was. I like Von C on Glaive. He does yeah, that it's really fun to watch, well. especially since uh, kind of get away from those those crystal junglers, get him on a weapon power. But uh, moving on to game two here, let's go ahead and look at this draft. It was a pretty interesting draft, like you mentioned. Yeah, so right away we see TSM, they're on side A, Cloud9 is on side B. Uh, right away TSM, they, they uh, ban out that Vox. Cloud9, they come back and ban away that Grace, allowing TSM to go ahead and pick up the Lyra right away. Uh, C9 comes back, they pick up the Idris, and then they ban away Baron, uh, smart, you know, best Chuck, it's one of his better heroes, we all know that. Uh, TSM, they go ahead and ban away Ataka, which was interesting because we haven't really seen Cloud9 pick up Ataka very often. So obviously they were trying to you know set up the rest of their draft here. Um, Cloud9, they come back and they pick up Catherine again. Uh, Gabe was on that Catherine once more. TSM, they go ahead and pick up Glaive and Sky. So we haven't seen v Von C play Sky for a little bit here. So I was pretty excited to see that. And the final pickup for Cloud9 was I Love Joseph's uh, Kashka. Yeah, so seeing Sky uh, come out on Von C, I was kind of interested. While Sky can be a hero he has success on, I think it's a very late game and it's hard for them to do uh, well and play to their ability. I think TSM is playing, has been playing some more aggressive, like early game comps. And uh, Sky can be one that has to wait until she ramps up a little bit. We do see Von C being like. Like one and three, or you know, pretty low early on in the game. Uh, he was struggling to make some plays. Best Chuck we see on this Glaive, who also he just seemed not comfortable with. Uh, we do see him going 0 and 4. It was a pretty low scoring game, 10 to 6. Um, I Bonsi, honestly, one of the main things there was a you know, he was struggling up until one point. There was a good team fight where you know, he got his death and above perfectly, got the stun out, did take out I Love Joseph. And, you know, uh, Best Chuck, unfortunately, was bursted down for by old school. And I love Joseph. He died. And Von C kind of just cleaned them all up by himself. And that was really the turning point. Von C got, you know, three kills there. And then he got another ace. So he got all six kills for his team. Von C, while he struggled early, and I think that was the main reason why they did lose, is because I love Joseph kind of dominated the whole jungle early game. Even though I love Joseph did make a comeback, it was just really Best Chuck not really having that mesh with that, that, uh, Sky. What really blew my mind though is that if you honestly look at it, I love Joseph was not nearly as aggressive with that Kashka as what we normally see. I mean, you and I both kind of had said like, I mean, they're the pros, they know what they're doing. Maybe that you know they had the plan that you know they weren't going to be as aggressive, whatever. But I mean, we look at it. C nine, they didn't get their first turret until the nine minute or nine minute and thirty second mark. So it was like it, it kind of it took a while for them to try to like try to get ramped up. I would have liked to see that Kasha be a little bit more early game aggression, getting over into the other side and getting more camps from Von C and try to really slow down that sky from ramping up. But yeah, I mean, just the engage from Cloud Nine all together in this game was pretty good. They had double uh, war treads, so they did a really good job. You know, Von C couldn't get away. Unfortunately, Best Chuck just didn't have the the health or the the lifesteal, I don't know, he just couldn't burst down like we normally see a Glaive do, especially with the Kashka, and we have, you know, two Atlases, so it was a rough game. I was surprised with C9's draft, how it went. I think Von, or TSM could have drafted a little better, but, uh, you know, going into game three here, we are one-to-one. -one. 
Uh, Lucky Brad definitely pulled out some stops for TSM. Uh, Game three is wild. Pretty interesting draft here. Cloud nine side A, TSM side B. Cloud nine goes ahead and bans away that Grace. Uh, kind of normal there. Now we're getting back to banning away the healer. You know they're gonna say, you know, you can go ahead and play Baron. We'll play Idris for one more time and try to counter that. TSM bans away the the Vox, and then like I said, Cloud nine picks up the Idris. And then uh, Baron is picked up for best Chuck. Uh, then they go ahead and ban away that Grump draw. I thought that was a really smart move, especially with what they ended up drafting. And then uh, Cloud9 goes ahead and bans away that Lyra. And then they pick up uh, Catherine. And then we see uh, TSM pick up the the, Ka the Kashka. So, you know, I was excited to see, okay, Vonsi in the jungle on this Kashka. Uh, Vonsi is going to be really dominant. Definitely something that... Uh, We've seen out of him over and over, nothing special. You know, Cloud9 goes to pick up this Glaive. So I'm like, okay, maybe a cooldown Glaive, Weapon Power, Idris in the lane. And then TSM goes ahead and picks a Crawl, which I was like, all right, well, looking at this guy, we got Baron, Kashka, and Crawl. I so guess Crawl is going to be captain. Yeah, right? I guess Crawl will be captain. Flash X maybe like run an Echo on that, double stun, you know, okay. Don't know if that's going to work. So then we get into the game. That's when I knew right away. I didn't know before, but I was like, they're just gonna, they're they're just chain stunning this. They're they're gonna work. That's something they've worked on in practice, and they're just gonna chain stun them to death. So we get into the game, and Kashka is actually Flash X. Yeah. And that crawl is on Von C, and that's weapon crawl along with a weapon power best Chuck Baron, and then Cloud Nine. They went two weapon as well. So we, this is like the first game, and who knows how long we have double weapons on each side. Neither team felt the need to have that crystal power. Um, honestly, once they got to level six, it was really just stun after stun. We saw many of many of plays where Gabe just wasn't the right place to, you know, take from the Hell's Heart from Cruel or be able to perfectly block out the the Yummy Cat and Frenzy coming out of uh, Flash X. And even when Flash got you know more money and got that Echo, now he's got two stuns on top of it. Old school couldn't even take one step, one misstep without either a Hell's Heart or, you know, a Yummy Catnip Frenzy coming on top of them. I mean, there was like, there was four or five minutes in a row where I think Old School would just step out trying to get some CS and he would get caught out because they didn't have the Reflex Blocks or the Crucible yet. And Gabe didn't build that Crucible, so I thought that was kind of Yeah, I think maybe having more uh, two Crucibles or just, you know, ha knowing which team is going to Reflex their own and what Gabe is responsible for um, maybe could have helped them in the situation. I think this was just an off-meta pick that kind of surprised Cloud9. They weren't really ready for the uh, Kashka, who can be very aggressive. Gabe or Flash does pick up two kills on his own, so yeah, you know, when you can be that aggressive as a carry, it helps a lot. You know, I was surprised that Flash didn't build some crystal. You know, he just went straight full support, having that uh, dive ability to get Atlas's off, and you know, using that echo and that double stun to his advantage. You know, not much peel from Kashka, not really much support besides. Just you know the items she, she builds and that, the stun. That's really it. I kind of thought that uh, Von C was going to do an echo as well, like weapon power, but then do an echo so they could have four, you know, of the stuns coming that out. They could just, uh, but they didn't <laughs> so do it. But I, that's what I was saying. I was like, oh man, that's where I thought it was going to go in the beginning of the game. I thought that's how it was going to start out. I mean, Von C, his crawl play, we haven't seen it in a while, but I'm kind of glad it's coming back because it's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, sometimes he just there was at one point he was in the. You know, he's just, oh, I know I'm about to be walked upon, or I'm two people about to come after me, but, you know, he's right. just going to stick around and get some weakness stacks and smite and keep going, and he just, he knows his limits. And yeah, it's like amazing. His, yeah, his limit, he knows his limits. It's crazy. 
So yeah, TSM does beat Cloud9 again for the fourth week in a row. I'm so surprised that Cloud9 didn't take a single series. Von said easy. I don't know if you saw that tweet. Von C said it was just E-Z. <laughs> a little smack talk between the teams. Like That's yeah. been going on forever Thanks, now. Rex, for bringing that easy term into the Vainglory world because now everyone says easy and then they always now the new thing is easy and then peasy so just easy peasy <laughs> but yeah so you know our final here is tempo storm versus uh, tsm last week we had nova first uh, new brand new uh team in the finals and now we got another brand new team in the finals with tempo versus... you think you think they'll do better than what nova did against tsm uh i don't know i was hoping they would but they it didn't did really work out not, no no now we see, uh, we're not going to break through down all this first draft, but, you know, because TSM basically drafts the same thing, besides they uh, Idris. do draft an Idris, which that does go crystal, so we don't have double weapon here. But we see, once again, Flash on Kashka. They say, look, guys, this wasn't just for fun. Like, this is a for real thing that Flash can make work. Uh, Tempo, they like, they try to pull a TSM and dra- draft off meta. They picked up a Jewel and an Ozo, which I was kind of just surprised that, you know, they went with the Ozo, um, TSM. I think I knew they were just messing around because once an Ozo is picked, you should probably just pick up, you know, the Lance just to make it easier for you. But, you know, obviously Lance was banned, so there's not much they could do there. So they were like, well, screw it. Let's just go gosh, go one more time and get these uh, three stuns for us. So, you know, going into this game, really, Von C, 10-1 and one on Cruel. It's just he threw the perfect game at one point he tried to once like, like i said he tried to fight 3v1 yeah. through the perfect game 21 to 1 guys i think i think at the end of the game uh in or energy almost energy from gatsby i saw gatsby kind of i wouldn't say trolling but he was like we are not prepared for this we don't we are not going to beat this i almost feel like they just kind of gave up there when when the second and third turret was going down uh, it, it was he was just like you know doing the porting back home continuously I was like, yeah, this is not going to be good. So Yeah, the Crystal, uh, I just said pretty well for best Chuck, 6-0. and But like I said, there was times where uh, Vonsi knew Ozo and Lost Boy were coming at him. But Vonsi's like, I can take them easily right now. Tension Bow, Breaking Point, and Poison Ship. So uh, pretty strong, strong first game for uh, TSM there. You know, this second game... Um, this is when we finally get the very last hero finally being played. We have Temple Storm deciding to play Saw. Gatsby does sit out. Gods of Sin comes in, uh, and he plays the, the Weapon Power Glaive. We see Hyde on that Crystal Saw in the lane. Lost Boy on that Grace. TSM back on a normal kind of normal comp here. They don't pick up the Lyra, which I was surprised. I think uh, Flash wanted to practice as Catherine because... Uh, they do have a Baptiste on their side along with the Baron. So once again, a pretty dominant game coming out of TSM. Von C 5-1 on his Baptiste, who is becoming one of his dominant heroes. Best Chuck on his dominant hero, 7-1 on this Baron. Uh, Flash, a lot of cooldown on this Catherine, throwing out a lot of lot of stuns. Uh, Gods of Sins, first time out there on the scene. Pretty decent job. Uh, you know, weapon power glaive there, 2-4. But, you know, seeing Hyde on that crystal assault was fun to watch, but... Yeah, definitely that, not. That, <laughs> There's a place and time for that, and that wasn't here. And I guess it was. For them, I guess it was, because they're like, look, we're playing DSM. Yeah. Like, oh, we I lost get first it, yeah. game. We might as well try something out. So, uh, he went 1-3. and three. There was a time where Gods of Sins had a good afterburn right into a Hyde's lane, and he absolutely destroyed Von C. So, like... When that happened, they were like, yeah, you know, we have to respect this damage. But, you know, at the end of the team fight, we saw a pretty crazy 
you know, just Fearsome Shade comes out, Best Chuck jumps in, auto attacks, like the burst damage was nuts. They just, you know, they push right at minute 15 with a wave and they just push in to win the game and end it right away. So uh, TSM, they have a strong route to the finals, uh, but when they get to the finals, you know, they kind of just have possibly some easier matchups than what they do against Cloud9. And those Cloud9 matches were sweaty. They played some pretty crazy games. You know, they get into the third matchup, you know, we have to draft all meta here in order to win this. Yep. And that's exactly what they did. They outdrafted Cloud9. They took a pick that, you know, hey, maybe they don't know how to deal with this weird Echo Kashka coming out of Flash X. So it's pretty fun. That was a fun week, man. It was a fun weekend. Uh, not fun for us because we didn't pick the right teams at all. Yeah, how did that go? Um, let's see. Let's do fantasy. Time with time for fantasy vainglory. Time for fantasy vainglory. But first, let's break down point standing for NA real quick. TSM, oh, yeah. 32. Cloud9, 15. Gangstars, 12. So Gangstars is the third team. Templestorm with 10, uh, Nova with 7, NRG, Echo Fox, and Hammers are the challengers. NRG with 5, Echo, and Hammers with 2. So those three teams will be battling out in the challengers. Hammers, another strong team that was up there pretty high sometimes during spring season, is also going to be competing for uh, to keep their spot in VGA. But So basically for Europe, we have a three-way tie, and then for North America, we got TSM more light years ahead of... Yep, the North America place, is yeah. still very one-sided, unfortunately. But uh, challenger battles are going to be pretty intense. Uh, Immortals have a strong chance. I know we talked about this already a little bit, but Echo Fox and Hammers, you know, there's Echo Fox and Hammers may get knocked out. NRG, who knows? We may see Tribe, Rogue, and Immortals. That'd be a crazy good shakeup seeing three new teams back yeah. in there. I, I kind of miss Rogue. I miss seeing Status play. Seeing Mishy back would be fun too. Or we could just add all three teams in, and we can go Vanglory uh, 11 or whatever it would be. I'm you fine. have to do the math there real quick. Uh, 8 plus 3, yeah, yeah. 11. <laughs> yeah, I did it right. So uh, either way, I'm, I'd be pretty happy with that. But uh, yeah, let's see. Um, I was terrible this week once again, but we picked pretty similar points. So I was terrible as well. Uh, I had two points from EU and two points from NA, which is four. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did the math for that one, too. Uh, so I have a total of 25. And then you got two points from EU as well, but you took one away from me on that tempo pick. So you got five. So you're up to 38. I'm up to 25. I lose split one by 13 points. Absolutely got dominated. I got a lot to make up on this split two. Um, it's going to be a rough split two for me, but I got I to gotta make it up somehow. Man. Honestly, the only reason I beat you is because we kept changing our TSM to C9 pick every week. Like, yeah. I, I would go with TSM and you went with C9. And it had, I like, so C9 for four weeks in a row, guys. So what you need to do is just pick C9 for four weeks and I'll pick TSM, and it'll probably switch knowing split two. C9 will win all the, all the championship fights. I don't want to think too much about it because then I'm going to start playing games and picking the wrong people. You know, I thought about picking Echo last week, and then I decided not to. And, you know, I just make picks back and forth here. But, uh, yeah, you know, coming up this weekend, like we had talked about, we do have challengers happening. We have the Halcyon Elite happening. Um, so we'll be looking out for our next episode, which does discuss Halcyon Elite and the challenge battles. I'll be coming out later this week. But I think, ooh, MVPs. We forgot about the MVPs. I knew there was something we were forgetting. Oh, uh, yeah. All right, so let's start out with the most hype, which is probably Flash X. We're going to give it to Flash X as our captain. Without a doubt. He uh, pulled off an off-meta Kashka twice. He played Grace fantastic. He played Lyra fantastic. Do Should we really give it to Flash, though? Because now when I play Vanglory in solo queue, 
I'm gonna wanna just destroy my phone and break it in half because everyone's gonna try to do this comp. It's not gonna work out. I saw his tweet, you know, it was like, hey guys, don't try this on your, like basically saying like, don't try this at home because you need really good teamwork and you need to be on comms so you can communi- communicate. So don't it's do this all in about solo the stuns. Queue. Please don't do it in solo queue. It doesn't magically just work. It's just like Gabe Vizzle's box. He played that one time yeah. with Storm Crown and all, or Storm Banner. I don't even know what it was at the time where he like carried as the support. So yeah, don't definitely do the that yeah. Don't even try it. So our jungler is actually going to be Fonzie. Uh, Von- yes, Fonzie. Von- Von- Gatsby's our laner. So you let the cat out of the bag. Whoops. Switched him up. Bonsi, <laughs> mostly because of his crawl. I'm so happy to see his crawl back again. Like I said, he went like 12-1 and one that one game. He went 10-1 and one another game or something crazy like that. I don't even remember. But, uh, you know, seeing him play that uh, is pretty fun to see. Um, when you take away uh, certain heroes, uh, a.k.a. Kashka, why they played that Kashka on their side, Kashka can run around, crawl, and make him look stupid. So if you play with the Kashka, it helps out a lot. And normally you can't because those are both main junglers. And that poison, poison shift with that crawl is so... The lifesteal is insane. The lifesteal plus the health regen. It's like, it's like he's his own damn healer. <laughs> yeah, he, and then you get your spectral smite, so you get a lot of heal. So once again, of course, Bonsi, we've given the MVP to him many of times. But it's always well-deserved. Then, of course, our laner is... Gatsby. Yep, you know he doesn't always play out there at the hide, but he played extremely well. Old NRG guy, um, his uh, Kestrel, sorry, I almost said Celeste once again. His uh, Kestrel was really dominant. He definitely had that uh, one shot, one crack and steal to help his team win that 30-some awful minute game that was never ending. Was it awful? It was fun. It was fun, but I just knew last team fight was going to win, and that last yeah. team fight that was needed to win was from like minute 22 on, so like for eight minutes of stalling. Just, no, you go. No, you go. I think there was like four <laughs> Krakens released in that game. Yeah, that was a lot. But, you know, for him coming out there and playing as well as he did, um, yeah. We'll see what happens with Temple Storm going on in the future, but you know I think he deserves it. Can't give it all to T- uh, TSM. We got to spread the love a little bit. So him coming out there and helping uh, get his team to the finals for the first time. Yes, definitely really. pretty sweet for them. So those are MVPs for this last weekend. We will be moving into Challengers and the House and Elite tournament, like I just mentioned earlier before we went to this. So I think that's all we have. Remember, we are not doing Challengers. Just final note: we are not doing a. Recap of challengers, correct. correct? Yep. All right. I don't got anything else. That's all I had. You sure. Yep. Game of Thrones was lit. Game of Thrones was awesome. We're recording this after Game of Thrones now. Yep, because there's just too much nerd happening on one day. Can't fit it all. In Every one day. Sunday from now on. Yeah, we're screwed because we can't not miss Game of Thrones. <laughs> no. <laughs> Good thing Vainglory ends before that. Got to squeeze in a recording right before and after. <laughs> Our Sundays are pretty packed. It's worth it. So worth it. All right. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Time for rolling.